Amen. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 16. It's over towards the end of your Bible, <clears throat> before the books of Jude and Revelation. Hallelujah. 1 John 4 and verse 16. I want to read this one verse. And it says, and we have known, everyone say known, and believed. Everyone say believed. We have known and believed the love that God hath to us. We have known the love and we believe the love that God has for us. Oh, I said, do you? Do you? Do you believe the love that God has for you? Yes. Do you? <clears throat> and it says, God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Hallelujah. Now, it says, and we have known and believe the love that God has for us. That word known, we have known the love that God has for us, is in the Greek is the word gnosko which means to know intimately. It's the same word that a man knew his wife. It's an intimate love. God wants us to have an... He wants us to know him intimately, deeply. He wants us to know him, hallelujah, and to know his love. And Paul said in Philippians 3 and verse 10, that I may know... That I may... Uh, gnosko. <laughs> that I may know... Him and the power of his resurrection. Paul was saying that I may intimately know him and the power of his resurrection. I'm not talking about knowing about God. I'm talking about knowing him. No one knows your spouse like you do. No one. <laughs> amen. The wife says, amen. Right. <laughs> amen. There's no one who knows your spouse like you do. God wants us to have that intimate knowledge and relationship with him and the power of his resurrection there are so many believers they they really they sit they're sincere people they come to church they do love they love the lord but they they know more about him than they do really know him i he, are you getting this he wants a deep and he wants an intimate relationship with every single one of us Amen. He, he wants you to know him. <laughs> Amen. And the Bible says this, that when you draw near to him, he draws near to you. So I said, well, you know, I, can't he just draw near to me first? No, it doesn't work that way. We draw near to him, and then he draws near to us. Amen. And so I said, well, you know, I try, but I don't feel like it's reaching past the ceiling. Who's ever felt like that? You try to worship or pray or praise, and it's like... <laughs> It's like, it, it, look, it doesn't have to go past your belly button. The Lord, you know, because the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of you. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Sometimes there's times when you don't feel anything. You don't even feel like you've made the connection are, are some of the most powerful times you'll ever worship the Lord. And the Lord showed me that one time. He showed me a vision of myself on my bed praying and reading the Bible and like struggling with myself, wondering if what I'm doing is drawing close to him or not. And the Lord said, you were. <laughs> Messed me up, man. I cried for an hour like a little baby in church. 
The pastor thought I was repenting of something. I wasn't. I was feeling the love of God. He said, if you just stop sinning, the Lord wouldn't have to break you every time you come into his presence. He'll knock you out, man. Hallelujah. You know, when people cry, it's not always because they're repenting. It's because they're moved. That person's crying out. I know what they've been up to. We'll slap you. Amen. <laughs> we need that as a ministry of help. We need ushers. We need people to just slap people upside the head. <laughs> no, they used to do that in church. They used to do that. The, usher, you, the ushers used to have big sticks. This is a fact. This is church history. In church, they would have big sticks to poke people if they fell asleep in the service. A big stick, bam, and, and they would get them right on the side. Who would like that ministry of help? You, your whole job is to walk around with the stick and to watch people, and if they sleep, you, you, you get them. You know, there's one pastor I know. He doesn't have a stick, but he has a squirt gun that he keeps right here, a squirt gun. And every time he sees someone sleeping, he and wakes them up. I mean, uh, anyway, hallelujah. Come on. What am I even talking about this morning? What was I talking about before that? Hallelujah. To know him, to know his love. God wants you to know and, 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 oh. I want to tell you something. This week, I've been in his presence. I really have. And I feel the Lord's taking me deeper into this, but you know what? He wants every single one of you, he wants you to be, wants you to know him. And what's awesome is when you know him, when people talk rubbish about God, you know immediately. You don't have to go pray about it. You know immediately that's not God because you know him, and he's not like that. He's not like that. Love's not like that. God is love. That's not how love operates. Amen. So Paul said that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. So uh, John, the apostle John writing here, he says, and we have known... And we have, now look at this next part. And we have believed the love that he has for us. Man, that's where so many believers, they get hung up on, does God love me? And, and, and if you tell them God loves you, I know, I know. But you don't know it. You, you mentally agree with it. But you don't know it because if you knew it, you wouldn't be looking so sad. If you knew it, you know he's going to heal you. You know he's going to provide for you. You know he's going to strengthen you. You know he's going to work it out. I was talking to mom last week, and um, we were just talking about the, these, these allergies, you know, and we were talking about how there are kids that are allergic to cold. You ever hear this? There are kids that are allergic to cold and how it's a problem during the school year because they can't stand out and wait for the buses because some of them can die. Just standing out in the cold. Now, I've, I've felt like that a few times. Maybe I'm a little bit allergic, but they, they break out in the hives, and it's terrible. And Mom told me, she said, if one of my children were allergic to cold, I would move to Florida. I would move everything. She said, if one of my children were sick, I would, I would do anything that I possibly could to make sure that they were well. And when she said that, it hit my heart because she loves her children. That she would move everything. She would move her whole life to make sure her children are well. And I thought that love that she has 
That's from God because that's the love that God has for us where he would move everything. He would do anything to make sure you're taken care of. Now, here's the challenge. Here's, here, here's the, the, what the enemy fights. You've got to believe that, love. You've got to believe that. God loves you like that. And he does. And he does. We have known the love and we believe the love. I'm, I feel like I can't say this the way I feel it this morning, but are you getting this? You've got to believe the love that he has for you. Amen. It says, we have believed the love God has for us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. The apostle John, who was writing this, he was the first one to ever get the revelation that Jesus loved him. Who, who knows that John called himself I'm the apostle Jesus loves. Who, who knows that in the book of John? Interesting, John lived longer than all the other apostles. They couldn't kill him. <laughs> they tried. I mean, I think they tried. How did they try? Like boiling him? They, they, tried, they tried everything. They couldn't kill John, but he knew God loves me. He loves me and he's taking care of me. John, he lived longer than all the other apostles. And interesting, I mean, really, you can, you can read how there was a time, you know, in, in the living room during that time, they didn't have, like, sofa couches or anything like that. They would just sit on the floor, and they were all sitting on the floor. Jesus was sitting there, and John just leaned up against Jesus, which that always used to creep me out because I'm like, I don't want some dude leaning on me. But, you know, but that, that is a picture of the intimate love that God wants to have with his people. It's that, and John, look, John was leaning against Jesus, and Peter asked John, can you ask Jesus a question for me? Peter could ask. He, he went to John. Can you ask Jesus something? Now, look, this is interesting. That, now, John was the only one that had that revelation up until that point that Jesus loved him. John followed Jesus. He was the only one. Everyone else deserted Jesus. John followed him to court. All the way to the cross, the beloved disciple was there. We have known the love, and I believe the love he has for me. And what I found this week is as you have that first love experience, as you love him, I'll do anything for you, Lord. I'll follow you. <coughs> Hallelujah. Now look at this. Go to Mark 11. <coughs> Mark 11, verse 22. I'm telling you, if you get this this morning, fear is going to be totally dissolved in your life. <coughs> Believe the love. Believe the love that he has for you. Mark 11, 22. <coughs> and we know this is where Jesus cursed the fig tree and Peter was astonished. He said, Lord, the, the, the fig tree which you've cursed is wither away. <coughs> and, and Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty two, Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in love. So says, no, it doesn't say this. It says have faith in God. God is love. Are you with me? Is God love? So when you have faith in God, what does that mean? You're not having faith in the love God has for you. You're having faith in God who is love. 
I think I just want to go down the row and each of you just shake you because I'm trying to get this to you. Amen. Hallelujah. You're, and I think you're getting it. I really believe you're getting it. Amen. <clears throat> Have faith in love. Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he sh saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever thing he saith. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you've received them, and you shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive, if you have aught against any, that your Father, which also is in heaven, may forgive you of your trespasses. Hallelujah. You know, there's a, there's a passage in Galatians chapter 5 that says, faith works by love. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Have faith in love. Have faith in God who is love. What am I saying? When my faith is in God and in his love and when I believe his love, I know that this fear that I'm fear feeling, it shall come to nothing because God loves me. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I wrote here that so many, the, the reasons that so many Christians struggle is because they don't truly believe the love that God has for them, and they struggle with feelings of unworthiness. Who knows what I'm talking about? I mean, I've been there, the devil trying to put that on me. Well, I was talking to someone recently, and I put it in your bulletins. They said, and I know this feeling. They said, I believe God could touch everyone but me, but I love him, and I believe I'm saved. They said, I believe God would heal anyone, but it's hard to receive it for myself personally. I know ministers who have said that. They said, I can pray for the sick and, and see the sick healed, but when it comes to believing for my healing, I just struggle with that. I just struggle with that. Why? Why do people struggle with that? And I've been there. Bought that T-shirt, sold the T-shirt. Amen. <clears throat> because they don't believe the love that God has for them. They agree with it. Amen, Pastor Zach. <clears throat> I agree. Amen. God loves me. Amen. <clears throat> yeah, you agree with it. But is your faith there? And I'll say this. The enemy's <clears throat> he's been trying to attack me this week. I mean, every which way but loose. And, and to where, which I've never had this, where I heard a voice. I, I, I was, it was around 12 a.m. This was just, I'll just share this. I don't want sympathy. I'm not asking for sympathy or whatever. <clears throat> but it was around 11 p.m. And uh, my whole body started to shake. My muscles all began to spasm. My jaw locked. And my whole body was just spasming all over. Just spas it was like my muscles would lock and then release. And it was weird. I never felt anything like that. It's like, and uh, I got in my car. I was going to go to the ER. <laughs> That's not normal. <laughs> right? Is it? I don't know. I'm, I'm, this is like delayed puberty. I'm, you know, I don't know. It's still changing. Things are still changing. It's not normal, right? So I'm in my car, and my legs are moving. And, and so I called Edie. I said, I'm going to go to the hospital. This is normal. And she's so great. I actually just went over to her place and she came in my car and we talked and left. But here's the thing. 
as that was happening, I heard a voice. I heard a voice. It was demonic, man. But it was my voice, but it was a voice. <clears throat> and I can't describe it, but it said, when I decided I'm not going to go to the hospital, I heard a voice that said, you're dying. Go to the hospital. And it was such a strong voice that it was confu uh, confusing because it, that could have been God. It was so supernatural, but not everything that's supernatural is God. Are you with me? And so I had never felt anything like that. Well, the next day, I wake up and, you know, I'm you know, there and it starts happening again. I take a shower, I get out of the shower, my whole body's just... <coughs> and uh, so I thought, what do I do? So I, I went over to Mom. I said, Mom, this is happening to me. What do you think I should do? She's like, well, maybe we should go to the doctor. So we get in the car, we go to the ER. We're on our way to the ER. I walk right up to the ER. And I said, this thing's demonic. And I turned around, and I didn't go, and we got in the car, and, no, this thing's demonic. Then the Lord brought me to the scripture, and, and, and this, this fear of, it started to come on me, of death and dread, and like I could just drop dead, like this could be something big, or whatever, or what, you know. You look it up, and they're like, oh, this could be stroke, this could be this, this could be the other thing, and all this stuff. And so all this fear starts to come on me, and it's like, hey, what is this? You know what I mean? And, and the Lord brought me, and that's why I'm preaching this this morning, the Lord brought me to 1 John chapter 4, 16, and we have known and believed the love that God has for us. And, and when I, I, and look, a day or so later, the thing came back on me. I actually walked in my room, and I felt these chills go down my body. It felt like there was this darkness in my room. And I started to laugh, and I said, Devil, God loves me. And he's not going to let anything hurt me. So get out in the name of Jesus. And when I did that, it was like this heaviness left. It was just gone, man. And he stuck around and kept trying to put this fear on me. And every time he came with this fear, I came back at him with the love of God. And I got the revelation. Perfect love casts out fear. And it totally dissolved it. Totally broke it. Totally broke that. You know what the devil wanted me to do? Go to the hospital, rack up a bill. The doctor says it's, it's nerves, whatever. And, and that would have been it. But you know what? God, hallelujah. You got to believe the love he has for you. You got to believe the love he has for you. Amen. You'll not go before your time. With long life, he'll satisfy you and show you salvation. Amen. You're not going under. You're going over. Why? Because he loves you. And you can know the love, and you can believe the love, and you can put your faith in love, put your faith in God. Hallelujah. And then every time that came to me, that fear, you know what I'd do? I would believe that God loves me. And every time I did, that thing would leave. <laughs> he loves me so much. What does it say in Psalm 91? Because you set your love upon me, I'll never forsake you, no, never. I believe the love he had for me. And that thing ran, man. Hallelujah. And if I really open up to you, everything, the enemy's been thrown at me. And the glory and the presence of God I've been feeling this week is unlike anything I felt in a very long time. Why? Because, and then it was, it was Tim. He, I was opening up to him about it and was talking to him. He says, Sounds like you came back to your first love. I said, that's exactly what happened. Amen. It was like I fell in love with Jesus all over again. 
all over again. Hallelujah. Is this helping anyone this morning? So, people a lot of times, now, here's the thing. Some people, they get attacked with that by the enemy, but then they struggle with that feeling of unworthiness. They, they don't start believing the love right then. And they, sometimes they, well, God, have you abandoned me? No, he's right there. He's right there. Look at this. In 1 John 3 and verse 1, See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't gnosko him. They don't know him. The world doesn't recognize that we are God's children. But I'll ask you this. Do you recognize that you are one of his children? So this is, I am a man. No, I'm not asking if you agree with it. I'm asking, do you know that? Do you really, really, truly know that? Because when that becomes the revelation, then just like mom said, she would move everything to make sure her children was well. You've got to understand that when you really know that, you know that God would make the earth stand still for you. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Why doesn't the world recognize that we're children of God? Because they don't know him. They are intimate with him. The only reason you wouldn't really recognize you're his children, and you're his child, and that he loves you, the only reason you wouldn't carry that revelation is if you have not been having an intimate relationship with him. Where you go to the Lord, Lord, I love you. I, I love you. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Father. I love you, Holy Spirit. I love my neighbor as I love myself. That's part of loving God is loving people. Hello. What, what I found is you just get out a little bit. You start judging someone. You start slandering someone. You start criticizing someone. You get offended over people. You're outside of love. And the Bible says if you dwell in love, you dwell in God. If you're not dwelling in love, you're not dwelling in God. And fear is right at the door. The Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. You've got to understand the devil is the spirit of fear. There's love, which is God, and there's fear, that's the devil. And you step outside of love, you're right there. Fear is right there. Fear is right there. I'm not talking about managing fear. I'm talking about there's a power that God's given us in his love to totally... <laughs> obliterate fear from our life hallelujah are you getting this this morning <laughs> amen hallelujah so so you, you you've got to develop that intimacy with the lord amen he look god's number one your spouse is number two and your children your family amen there should you know i found this amazing verse it's at the end of first john i didn't write it down but it's at the the last verse of first john he said dear children See to it that nothing in this world takes God's place in your heart. He should be number one. When you're intimate, when you know him, you, you have no problem saying, I'm a child of God. Devil, do you know who you're messing with? Do you know who you're messing with? Hallelujah. If I could do a gangster voice, I totally would. Amen. I can't. Hallelujah. If I could just do Godfather right now, it'd be great. Amen. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says... As he is, so are we in this world. When the devil comes to you, it's no different than as, as, as if he was coming to Jesus Christ himself when Jesus walked the earth. When you're walking in that kind of love, 
God said, I will walk in them. They will be my people. <sighs> Hallelujah. Everyone say, I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. See how very much the Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. That is who I am. I am a child of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When you draw near to him, he draws near to you. Believe the love. God wants, to, God wants you healed because he loves you. God wants you whole because he loves you. God wants you delivered because he loves you. God wants to prosper you because he loves you. God wants you to have a sound mind because he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. You don't love your children as much as God loves his children. Hallelujah. I mean, you can love them with all your heart, but it's nothing compared to the love God has for you. Amen. 2 Timothy 1 and verse 7 it says, for this reason, I would remind you to fan the flame, the gift of God, that inner fire which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind and self-control. Hallelujah. Glory to God. First John, now look at this. First John 4 and verse 16. Of course, we just read that. Amen. But First uh, John 4 and verse 18, two verses down. It says, there is no fear in love. When you are walking in the love of God, it obliterates fear. Where just like the enemy was coming to me all week with this crippling whatever fear that he thought he was going to put on my body and, and put on me. Every time I said, devil, God loves me. What are you going to do? What are you going to do against God's love that he has for me? Hallelujah. The attacks of the devil are not as strong as the love for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son he showed his love for you in this while you were yet sinners he died for you it says there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment and that's exactly right the enemy wants to torment people with fear but he who fears has not been made perfect in love and that's where God is trying to get this church is to be at a place where you're perfect in love someone says well how do I put that into practice you love the Lord if you love him you keep his word you obey his commandments and I, in fact I'll say this when you get this when you really get this in in deep down on the inside of you it obliterates sin it really does it really does it obliterates it it is so easy to walk it, it holy because you love him amen so you love God with all your heart you love and when you love him you know just the other day I was walking in my home and uh, when I walked in I said Holy Spirit if there is anything in this house that offends you show me and I'll remove it why because I love him and I've Look, I walked in my room and felt a demon spirit. I said, I don't want that demon spirit. I want the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, if there's been anything that's opened the door to that, I, I don't want it to be open anymore. And I said, I want your angels here, and I want your spirit here, so you show me. And then just out of my love for him, uh, I'm not going to watch something I shouldn't on television. I'm not going to do, you know what I mean? Hallelujah. Play a video game I shouldn't. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. 
So it says, he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So in practice, walking in love is you love God. You love your neighbor as you love yourself. Right. Even the kids that look in your window. <laughs> you have to chase across the yard in love. Hallelujah. I love you, but amen. Hallelujah. Stop looking in my window. And then you love the brethren because the Bible says we know, we know we've passed from death to life because we love the brethren. You don't have to like me, but you have to love me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. He who fears has not been made perfect in love. If the devil could have his way, he would torment you with fear. He would lie to your mind. He'd lie to your body. He'd attack your finances. Circumstances, marriage, you'd attack your cat, hallelujah, and dog, <laughs> hallelujah. He, but perfect love casts out fear, hallelujah. When you know that God loves you, uh, I mean, this is how I wrote it. When you know God loves me, he would make earth stand still for me. He'll split the waters for me. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. He'll move mountains. If there's water in the way, he'll let me walk on it. <laughs> Why did Peter sink? He got his eyes off love. He got his eyes off Jesus. He, 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 started, he started looking at the storms, and he stopped looking. Hallelujah. And then in Galatians 5, 6 is the verse... For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any power. In other words, what we do, obeying the law, has no power. But it says, only faith working through love. Do you see how important this is? This is the whole gospel is tied up in this. Hallelujah. We're going we're gonna to end with, with this. Amen. Hallelujah. Did this help anyone this morning? Yeah. Everyone say, believe the, love. believe the love. Believe the love. He loves Zach Weber. Wow, he loves. You've got to personalize it like that. And sometimes, I don't know, for some people, you start doing that, you might cringe because the enemy's put the stronghold there that you're not worthy or deserving of that kind of love. But you just got to break through it, man. Hallelujah. God loves Rosie, God loves Rick. I mean, you gotta, you got to personalize it. That's why Paul prayed over the Ephesians that you would be rooted deep in love, that you may know the breadth, the height, and the length, and the depth of it. Hallelujah. Everyone say, love God. Love, God. love my neighbor. Love the brethren. So this, this is where I'll end. I, I was listening to a, to a minister talk about love. And man, the story he told me just really er, told me. Yeah, I mean, he was talking to me. Amen. Hallelujah. Someone's preaching. They're preaching to me. Amen. So he told me, amen, as I was watching him on YouTube, uh, this wonderful story. There is a book from the 20s. It's called Love Opens Prison Doors. And uh, it, it was back during a time where you could be sentenced as a habitual criminal, and they'll lock you away for life. And this is back in the 20s. I mean, prison was just, I mean, it was <laughs> prison, you know. I mean, they, they would mess you up in there you know it was it was rough so uh anyway this guy he he was a criminal and and he ended up going to prison as a habitual criminal and 
uh, you know, but he found out when he was in jail, he found out that God loved him. And he had a very simple revelation. Sometimes it's good to just have a simple working knowledge of the word. Sometimes we overcomplicate things and we don't know which way is up and which way is down. We don't know if we're coming or going. Amen. And uh, so just in simple understanding, he found out God loves him. And he thought, man, how could God love someone like me who went out and was robbing and stealing and I'm, I'm a prisoner and he loves me? And that so touched him and, and he just found out that he could love people like God loved people, and when he did that, God would actually love through him. He found this out. And so what, what he would end up doing is he would hold people up, and he would just begin to think love thoughts about people, and he would just pray for people in love, and, and, and he would just hold them up in love. You know, you can do that. You can think about, you know, your your family, you can think about a friend, you can think about something, and you could just begin to hold that person up and pray for them and love on them. It might be hard at first because you might have been thinking kind of naughty about them. Amen. Who knows what I'm talking about? But he began to do this, and he, he would just focus, and he'd focus on the guards who were cruel to him, and he'd say, he would think, I love you. I love, and he would just meditate on loving them. He would just meditate on loving them. Amen. Just meditate on loving them. I love them. I love the guards. I love my the other prisoners. You know, it's hard to start loving people who are beating on you. Did Jesus do that on the cross? They beat him. They nailed him to a cross. And then Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And then the thief, what happened? He gave it. Or I'm, yeah, the thief gave his life to the Lord. But then the, the one of the soldiers gave his life to the Lord, didn't he? So... What ended up happening, the guards who were cruel to him, they started to just melt around him. And they, it kind of like irritated them because they would just, they just started to melt around this guy. Why? Because they sensed love coming from him. So then there was a detective who was a part of the prison or whatever. He grabbed a couple people, the staff members, and they beat the guy. And they actually almost beat this guy to the point of death. Beating, I mean, they gave him a beating. And while he was on the ground and they're kicking him, punching him, I mean, just wailing on the dude, he was on the ground and all he tried to do was focus on loving them. Now, you know, I mean, I had a dream the other night that I, I, uh, I, <laughs> that I, I rear end this lady uh, in the car and uh, her boyfriend came out and I promise you, he was bigger, as big as Travis, but bigger. Her boyfriend came out and started beating me up. And I thought, my goodness, I, yeah, just weird, yeah. Anyway, I thought it was funny. You don't have to think it's funny. Amen. <laughs> They're beating on him. He's on the ground just focusing on loving them. And look at this. He said while he was on the ground, all of a sudden he didn't feel the blows. And he didn't feel the pain as they're beating on him, blood's coming out of his mouth to where right in the middle of it, They've, they said, why are we doing this? And they picked the guy up. They made sure he had a fresh clothes, new bed, and then they felt that they said, you know, he doesn't deserve this. Why are we even doing this? Love turned it around, and, and this is what I got out of that, because while he was loving them, he didn't feel the pain they were inflicting on him. Why do people get offended? Why do they get hurt? Because they're not loving people. Because when you love someone, love keeps no record of wrong. Love covers a multitude of sins. When you truly love, you don't get hurt. 
people can say all kinds of nasty stuff about you and you just say, I love you. I mean, that's the love that God wants to bring. And, and he didn't feel the pain. That must have been what Jesus was experiencing as he went to the cross in love, where he didn't feel. He, you know what I mean? I mean, he went through torment and agony. We know that. We know that. I'm not saying he didn't feel pain. The Bible says he did. However, that love, he endured the cross. Oh, well, look at this. And this will, will end. There was one man in the prison who he said, it was the hardest fellow to love. This, it was an old man who was dying of TB. And he would just sit there and he'd sweat. And he would just sit there and say, oh, help me. And he'd call over the guy and say, oh, just, wait, please help me. Please help me. And the guy would come over to help him. And that old man would take a cane and beat him on the shins. I mean, just start wailing on him. And, 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 and I mean, he said it almost got the best of him. Because he said that was the hardest man to love. But he prayed and he said, Lord, if you help me, I'll love him. And he said one day he was sitting there just meditating on, and he was just looking at the guy and just muttering to himself, I love you. <laughs> I love you. I mean, the guy couldn't hear. He was just like meditating on loving him. He's like, I love you. I love you. And then out of nowhere, the guy calls him over. He calls him over. And, he, and so he goes over and he says, oh, geez. What is he going to do now, you know? And he goes over to the guy, and the guy said, come here. He said, sit down next to me. Just sit down next to me. And he said, I've never met anyone like you, this guy with TB. He said, I've never met anyone like you. No one's ever loved me like you. And he said, I want to tell you I'm sorry, and I want what you got. And he led him to the Lord two weeks before he died. Two weeks before he went into eternity. Why? because of that love that that man had for him, even when he was beating him. And I thought when I heard that, Lord, how could you love someone like me? But one day he loved a seven-year-old boy. He showed me his love at a Nazarene church, me, and I wanted to run down to that altar I thought my parents would yell at me, so I didn't. But I wanted to run down to that altar and give my life to him. Not because someone says, you're going to go to hell, and if you don't, you're, you're a sinner. I just felt his love. When I saw the play of Jesus on the cross, I felt his love. And it, I wanted to run to him. And the next day, Mom led me to the Lord on the couch, and I, the love of God would shed. You know, but I think, how can you love someone like me? But he does. He does. It was my sin that put him on the cross. Did this help anyone? Hallelujah. When you get perfect in this love, fear will no longer control you. It'll be a giant that you stand on the corpse of. It'll be your promotion. In Jesus' name. It'll be your promotion. Hallelujah. The fear might even still, you might even feel the effects of the fear, but you've mastered it. You've conquered it. It doesn't affect me any longer. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our head, everybody. Hallelujah. Lord, so good. He's so wonderful. He's so wonderful. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. He's so wonderful. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. I want everybody right now with your head bowed and your eyes closed. If you know, it's like the enemy's been just badgering you and attacking you. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't matter what it is, what it could be about. For some people, it's a physical health condition, vision. Some people, it's thoughts of suicide, depression, anxiety, fear, worry, whatever it is. But if that's you, you say, I know the enemy has been at work in my life, and today I know is my day of liberty and freedom. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. God wants you to be free indeed. If that's you, just quickly, just raise up your hand and say, that's me, I want to pray for you. I see hands going up all across the place. Quickly, just stand to your feet, everyone that raised your hand. Or if you want to be included, just, raise, just stand to your feet. Hallelujah.